Hey, party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by Vegas Lancaster for a thrilling, chilling game of stories from the grave. The role-playing game of anthology-style horror stories by Spectrum Games. Designed to emulate comics like Tales from the Crypt, Creepy and Eerie, as well as TV shows like Black Mirror, Twilight Zone, and, well, Tales from the Crypt. Stories from the Grave tells short, quick, and deadly stories of supernatural horror around the table. And part of what makes this particular game so interesting is that it moves so quick that it recommends playing through multiple installments, that is, the kind of short stories you'd find in a Tales from the Crypt anthology comic, around the table in a single session. Uh, and that's exactly what we did. I GM'd a game for Vegas, and Vegas GM'd a game for me. You're actually getting two short, brutal tales of horror today. They both turned out super cool. I cannot wait for you to hear them. In addition to being a wonderful friend and game master, Vegas is also a cast member on Have Spellbook, Will Travel, a scripted comedy show inspired by fantasy role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons, as well as a musical improv comedian with Cat and Vegas in the Temple of Boom. And you can find more information about all of that in the show notes. Finally, before we dive in, a brief content warning that there are some graphic descriptions of violence in this game. If that is not your thing, listener discretion is advised. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am so excited to be sitting down with Vegas Lancaster. Vegas, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Yeah, thanks for coming to my apartment to yes. do it. Uh, I love coming to other people's apartments because <laughs> it means that, like... I get to go out and have like I get I record so many in my in my tiny nook in my bedroom that yeah. like going to other places is exciting and fun and different. Yeah, I like it. I'm on vacation right now. <laughs> uh, so, real quick before we dive in, why don't you take a moment and talk about all of the cool things that you're working on? Any cool podcasts that you are a cast member of? Any fun? Oh yeah, <laughs> variety shows that you might be a part of, etc. etc. That's our. Uh, uh, accurate lead-ins. Yeah, if you're a podcast nerd, uh, or a nerd who likes podcasts, um, a nerd who likes podcasts and role-playing games... uh, Which I think is a fair assumption. Yeah. uh, You might like have Spellbook Will Travel, which is a fantasy comedy radio drama, um, sort of loosely based on Dungeons & Dragons, maybe not so loosely. uh, And... uh, Basically, it's a scripted comedy that I do a lot of voices on, mostly voices of random villains. Um, and you can check that out at havespellbook.com. And if you're more of an in-person, go-see, live comedy shows kind of guy, uh, you can find my musical improv duo, Cat in Vegas and the Temple of Boom. We perform regularly, both in Philly and New York. Um, if you check out catandvegas.com, or you could see my... Uh, short-form improv comedy troupe, The End Crowd, which performs every Friday night in Philadelphia. Perfect. Uh, Cool. I'm so excited. Uh, This week, we are playing Stories from the Grave! (laughs) Stories from the Grave by Spectrum Games. Uh, It is a game of anthology horror, and so we are going to be doing something very exciting. Uh, We... Because the game is very short and punchy and impactful, it encourages you to run multiple installments in a single uh, session. An installment being equivalent to an issue of a horror comic or a one of the short stories in a horror anthology show. So we are actually both going to be running games for the other person. Uh, I'm going to be running a game first, and you're going to be running a game after. Yeah. Uh, these are Crypt Keeper, Creepy, Eerie, 
And GEC Comics is a big point of inspiration, as well as, like, Twilight Zone, Black Mirror, anything that is, like, a different story of horror and dread every single episode. Uh, and per the rule book... The beautiful rule book. It's a fantastically formatted rule book. You have to see it. You've got to check out the show notes, buy the book, and just look through it. It's so per- it's so perfectly genre right. I, uh, I'm getting off topic. But, uh... Per those source material and per the rule book, uh, I have to introduce our anthology. Uh, Stories from the Grave is a horror anthology hosted by the Grave Hag. Spooky. I have come for you today with two delightfully devilish tales of dread and disorder. Disarray. Two people that will meet fates arcane and macabre. If I let us join our first story, already in progress. Uh, and we dive into our first story. The scene is um, a dark, candlelit room. A circle of people in robes with knives gather around a sprawled young man in white fabric on an altar. And they begin chanting under their breaths as, like... The lights of the candles flicker and shadows are cast across this seemingly endless void. They, they finally approach. They draw a knife. And then the doorbell rings. And we get them, like, they flip the light switch on. And it is um, a rent-controlled three-bedroom apartment. We get the first, like, pan-around shot. And the walls are covered in, like... Doctor Who posters and well, what? Tell me, why don't you tell me what does your character's apartment look like? Yeah, there's um uh on the end tables by the IKEA couch. Yep, there's like uh a statue of a D twenty mm-hmm. that you bought at a convention, <laughs> right? And then on the other end table, it's just uh. A big cast photo from a community theater mm-hmm. production of Rent. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, and it is signed by the rest of the cast. Yeah, yeah. Which is a sweet gesture. I don't know why I'm saying that sort of mockingly. Like, that's a treasured, that's a treasured keepsake right there. Uh, and next to that is uh, the photo of a uh, fresh-faced newlywed couple, who uh, one of which is our protagonist, J.J. Kellerman. Just about to ask what your character's name was, and that's... God damn it, that's a good name. God damn it, that's a really good name. Okay, yeah. Uh, JJ answers the door, and it is the, um, it is the pizza. The pizza's here, and we get the sense, everybody's, like, taking off their robes, and you hear a lot of people talking about, like, yeah, no, I was really, I'm really feeling it. Like, this is so cool. Like, I can't wait to see. This is such a cool starting place for a LARP. I can't wait to see where this goes. Like, you kind of figured that, like, the cult murder would be where it ends, but starting it there, it's just, it's so neat. And, like, you get the pizza. And let me ask you, you mentioned a convention. How was your character's Gen Con? Oh, uh, he had a great time. Uh, had fun playing the games, but had even more fun hanging out in the hotel room mm-hmm. afterwards. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, right. As you do at Gen Con. Um, and let me ask you, what made you pick up this unusual LARP from a quiet vendor in the corner of the of the vendor's hall? 
Uh-oh. One that you went back the next day to ask some questions about and just seemingly had packed up a day early, despite the fact that Saturday's a big day for Gen Con. Yeah. Uh, so I saw this person um, looking kind of lonely at their booth on the showroom floor, and I was like, I'm going to talk to them and see if they've got a podcast or a website for me to visit. Yep. As you do at Gen Con. <laughs> um, and I said to them, hey. If you wanted me to buy anything on your table, what would you recommend I take home? And, um, this, the, the reader sees this, there's a panel of the person turning around and it is the grave hag, but with like a deeper, like a, with a voice that with a suspiciously human voice, she turns to you and she says, uh, oh, oh, you, are you a LARPer? You LARP? Uh, I've LARPed a couple LARPs. I have just the thing for you. I have this... We got this in from Europe. We got this experimental parlor LARP that... No, I don't think it's the right call for you. I think that you probably just want, like, a Funko Pop or something. No, no, I love party games. And I love being the first one to find a new party game and show all my friends. Oh, perfect. You're gonna love this one. And she pulls out. It is, um... It's actually, it's kind of a little bit unusual for a LARP in that it is sort of a box of cards, almost like a Cards Against Humanity box. And she hands it off to you, and it is, uh, it is just called A Murder in the Hall. And, which is one of the reasons why, like, you would think that the murder would, the murder in the hall would come much later. Um, she hands it off to you, and she's like, play this with your friends. They will have an experience that they will never forget. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, I've never seen this before. Was this kickstarted? Uh, it, well... It came into it came into being. Awesome. <laughs> you know what? There's no there's no market there's no market where I set up shop for LARPs. Why don't you just take that? Tell me how it is. I'll I'll find you. I assume you're on Twitter. Oh yeah. I'll find you on Twitter. You play that game. You tell me how it is. I cannot wait to hear it. Ah, uh, free review. Yes, of course. I can't wait for your review. And she hands you the box, and that's kind of that. Yeah, I pack it home and bring it home from Indianapolis. So we cut back. Um, the, you know, everyone's had their pizza. They're ready to dive in, and we get the first look at. And I'm actually going to ask for an intention roll here. Okay. Because what I'm looking for is. The Murder in the Hall is LARP is a is a parlor LARP for a large group that is set up a little bit oddly in that it has specific it has character cards like motivation cards but it has them for every hour. Okay. And so like you have your stack of cards and as you're going through it I would like for you to have an intention roll to like look through it and understand since you are facilitating you're not actually playing a character you're sort of just overseeing the whole LARP. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So the way um, intention rolls work is you're going to roll two dice plus or minus your trait. In this case, it would be a brains roll. Okay. So I'm just going to look through the cards and try yeah. to get a sense of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See if you can figure out how to make sure this goes seamlessly. 
And I think I keep the two highest. You keep the two highest results, yeah. So I got a nine. Okay, you got a nine, which is a conditional success. Mm-hmm. So um, you notice that you're in hour two now. Hour one was sort of performing the ritual, and it culminates just before the, the murder happens. And so you look through the cards. Your friend Greg has, like, get murdered. Uh, <laughs> you know, watch as a spirit overhead. And you look through it. And the thing that you notice, and this is both the success and the conditional part, uh, because on a roll of seven to nine, you have a conditional success. You get what you want, you're able to figure out how to pull this LARP off, but you get a condition. Something off happens. Uh-huh. The off thing is, remember how I said you were not playing a character? Yeah. There's a card here for you. Okay. And it's labeled J.J. Kellerman. Oh, it just says my name on it? Yeah. I'm like, who did this? Who did this? And, like, no one really, like, no one kind of pays attention to you. Uh-huh. Do you read what the card says? Yeah, definitely. Um, It says, investigate the mysterious extra card in the LARP. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that is our inciting incident. Uh, that's crazy. Cool. So uh, I'm going to like... Oh, and I should tell you the other half of the success. Okay. Um, yeah. So some of the cards you're seeing, like, Greg says, get murdered, observe as a spirit. Somebody says, like, plunge the knife into into uh, Vincent Vincent St. Clair's heart. Some of, but then you notice some of them, one of them, um, one of them, uh, it, what the card says, Luciana the cultist, but it says on the card, uh, it says on the card, feel unease at the ritual, get a phone call, step outside, break up with your girlfriend. <laughs> so actually it just says get a call. It says, okay, I'm going to read podcast magic. Yeah. Uh, it says, feel unease at the ritual, get a phone call, step outside. That's awesome. And that's uh, uh, my friend Luciana? Or uh, The character is Luciana. It's your friend Kate. Okay. She's playing Luciana the cultist. Gotcha. And it says... Halfway, get a phone call halfway through, step outside the apartment. Uh, am I familiar with what everyone's cards say? Yeah, you've had time. You're On your success, you're able to, like, go through the rest of them. And that's the one that stands out as, like, odd. Because mm-hmm. this is sort of a ethereal kind of Victorian time and place type deal. Yeah. And so it's weird that, like, there's this one about, like, getting a phone call and stepping outside the apartment. Because it kind of... There's no stated setting, but it feels like it's in this big Victorian manner. Yeah. So saying step out of the apartment is odd. So I'm going to think real hard about my uh, uh, investigate the unusual card Mm -hmm. card and um, recall if anyone who's in the party with us Mm -hmm. is someone who attended Gen Con with me who maybe like slipped this to the woman. Yeah, there are a few people. Um, you could definitely like ask around if you wanted to make an intention roll for that, either using your brains or your tongue. 
uh, you could ask around at that. Yeah. You know that there are a few people. Um, Greg is one of them, your murdered spirit. There's also, like, you know, TJ was there. Yeah, yeah. Because you guys roomed together, so, like, it, he would have definitely had an opportunity to put a card in there to play a prank on you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, Mary Ellen was there. Like, there are a few people. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna just, uh, go around to each of those people and in, like, a bad accent, mm-hmm. be like, Excuse me, good sir. Do you recall uh, two fortnights ago slipping a fraudulent piece of cardboard into a important deck of uh, uh, masquerade uh, countenances? And um, give me a tongues roll for that. Sure. Uh, if you can I use like... my roleplayer descriptor to you add can. to You can. Uh, this is where we'll explain the other half of the mechanic. Is there are three tokens in front of you. Um, yeah. One for you because you're playing by yourself, and two because it is two plus the amount of players. These are grave tokens. The more of... You can draw on these at any time to increase your roll. You increase uh, the amount that you roll on your trait roll by a certain amount. If you want to invoke your uh, role player descriptor, uh-huh. that can add three to your to the total result of your role. You can do this before or after. Or no, you can do you can invoke your descriptor before the role, or but you can add to that role before or after. And if I do that, I'm pulling a grave you, token, and you pulled onto it because having those grave tokens when things get really supernatural, yeah, gets real bad. So yeah, you can absolutely add add to your roll if you want to do that. I mean, I don't see why not. All right, yeah. So you're gonna add three. You're gonna roll two dice. You're gonna add three to the total. Okay. And take the two. You're gonna roll three dice. Take the two highest and add three to that total. So I have a total of fourteen. Perfect. That is uh, an unqualified success. Yeah. Um. So what happens is, and what's weird, is everyone answers you, but or well rather. Your unqualified success is you're able to get a straight answer out of people, but, like, they're really hesitant. They're, like, looking at their cards and being like, JJ, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we're deep, we're in, I'm in character right now. Please don't, like, break that. And, like, people are deep into character. They're looking at their cards. But sure enough, you get an answer that, like, to your knowledge, the people that went didn't put anything in there. Yeah. And, like, in the time it kind of takes you to, like, pull people aside, it's been about a half hour. Mm-hmm. And Kate's phone rings. Mm-hmm. And she looks at her phone, and she's like, sorry, guys, I, got, I gotta take this. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she kind of, like, steps outside, but she kind of gives a glance of, like, this ritual may be too much. Sorry, I, I, gotta, I gotta take this call. And she, like, steps outside of the apartment. And that's, like, a, a little too much for me. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, is, is she in on it? What in the... So I'm going to try to, like, just quietly follow her and okay. listen to if she's actually on the phone with someone or... I'm going to call that a... Uh, I'll call... I'll call that a brains roll. Okay. To try to, like, try to listen in and, like... Pay, like, piece together what she's saying because you're listening to half of a phone call. Okay. I'll call that a brains roll. Cool. Um, so I get a five total. Okay. Um, so you are unable to, like, I, you, you try to get over there, but, like, people are, like, bumping into you and, like, standing in your way. Mm-hmm. And, like, by the time you get over there, 
she is like deep into the phone call and she's like really like her shoulders are sagging and she's just like, oh, okay, but what if, and that's when hour two begins. Uh Uh-huh. And, um, so you, so, like, people are kind of, like, shuffling, everybody's going back to the deck and pulling out their name card, um, and, uh, well, JJ, your name was in the deck, do you go grab the card? Uh, yeah. And, um, do you, do you grab Kate's card? Do you grab the card for Luciana the cultist? Or do you just grab JJ's? Um... I'll try to peek at hers, okay. but, like, leave it for her. Okay, yeah. Um, you peek at hers, and it says, uh, get broken up get broken up with by your girlfriend. Be outside when the murder happens. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so do you peek at yours? Then I, I, like, look at that, and, like, the, like, playfulness uh-huh. thought of what's going on kind of drops from my head, and I look at my own card. Fail to stop the first murder. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Does everyone else seem to be having fun? And Everybody is definitely, everyone is now looking at their cards and being like, what? And, like, people are starting to look at you and be like, what? I don't, it. it I don't understand. It, it like, changes halfway, th- like, the tenses change on my card? Is that a... Is there... I mean, it's <laughs> European, so I, I think it's translated. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what do you do? Uh, first I'm gonna grab a craft hard cider yep, from right, my refrigerator. Sure. Del- and it, it is delicious. Uh, and... I'm going to let people keep playing, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to, like, just keep a close eye on everyone. Like, I'm being very vigilant. And um, people are playing. They're sort of, you're sort of seeing uh, more breaking of character in this one. People were really into it in hour one, and yeah. now you're starting to see people kind of breaking character. Uh-huh. But they seem a little uneasy about breaking character. Okay. You can't tell, like, why. And, um... Give me a brains, give me a brains attention roll as you kind of observe the situation. Uh, I got a seven. A seven? Okay, yeah. You, um, that's kind of what you're seeing. You're kind of getting the sense. You're seeing people definitely be, you watch Greg, and <laughs> Greg is like over observing this as a spirit, but you also see that he like is floating around and you see him kind of like look at the car and be like, what? okay, I'm a walk over to the kitchen and get a slice of pe- there's no there's no cheese pizza le- I don't uh, and you see him kind of like sighingly picking pepperoni off of a pizza cuz he doesn't eat re- he doesn't eat meat uh-huh. so he's kind of like okay oh, you still taste I, I don't do it's not a health thing or a religious thing I just don't like the t- oh I don't like this and he's like and that's what you see. Yeah. But uh, the thing that you, you also kind of, you also briefly see Kate and she's just outside on the phone still. Okay. Oh, boy. What do you do? Uh, so I'm going to go up to Greg and be like, hey, man, you don't have to eat that pizza if you don't want to. Are you, are you sure? I, I, is, I, feel, I thought it because... I thought it was weird that we got pizza instead of, like, something period, but it is on the card that I'm supposed to eat a slice of pizza? 
Huh, yeah. Do I remember that being on the cards when I was looking through them from before? Um, you actually didn't look through the cards for hour two. Oh, okay. You only looked through for hour one, and then when they, people were grabbing hour two, you just looked at Kate's. Uh-huh. But, like, it's definitely weird. I mean, you definitely, it's, it is written in a different style. Like, it's very much like, be mer- like, the act one card you remember from Greg, or from, uh, Vincent St. Clair was like, be murdered in the heat of the ritual and feel your spirit release and and oversee this nightmarish ordeal uh-huh. as your spirit tries to cope with its impending re- impending tragedy into the spirit world. Reason why this one says, uh, and it gives you, it's like, learn to move without learn to move without the hindrance of gravity or time. Go get a slice of pizza and eat it. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's, uh... It's really meta, Greg. I, um, didn't anticipate that. Yeah, I don't know. And there's no cheese... I, I I know that you... I appreciate that you bought the cheese pizzas, but, like, there's no, there was none left, so I kind of just... I didn't really want to... Everybody else seems kind of into it, so I didn't want to, like, disrupt the flow, but, like... Yeah, what's I'd... happening? Well, I, I mean, seems like people are having fun. I, I'm guess you know we'll just keep playing. And that at about um at forty five minutes into hour two is when all of the candles blow out at once, and there is a scream. Oh, <laughs> uh, say nobody move! <laughs> and there's a scream. And then the candles light up again, and, uh, Tyler is dead on the floor with a knife in his back, and blood is spewing all over this, like, this beautiful shag carpet. (laughs) Oh my god, oh my god, uh, that wasn't supposed to happen, and I grab, like, towels and try to stop uh, the bleeding? And Hikaru stands up and is like, no, it's on the card, like... Oh, oh, I'm so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh my god, I can't believe that happened. I'm so terrified. It's on the card. It's on the card. It's fine. It's fine, everybody. It's cool. It's cool. I che- is it actual blood? <laughs> it's... Give me a brains roll. Okay. That's a brains, that's a brains intention roll. I got a seven. Um, It is actual blood, but no one's reacting to it. But, like, you put your hand in it, and no one, and, like, it's blood. It uh-huh. smells like blood. It's got that tinny smell, and it's, like, sticking on your fingers in that way that's not quite liquidy. Yeah. That's blood. I'm like, guys, I think Tyler actually got stabbed. Did one of you stab Tyler? And people are looking. I'm gonna need a tongue. That's gonna be a tongue's intention roll. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that'll be, uh, 11. Uh, People are, people are responding to you Mm -hmm. as the, as the final minutes of hour two tick down, you're like scrambling and trying to get people to answer you and they are, but everything feels just the slightest bit staged in their answers. Like people are periodically like, yeah, uh, uh, no, I, he's, I, dude, you're, you're freaking me out a little bit. You're freaking me out, man. You gotta calm down. We're gonna get to the bottom of this. And they kind of, like, throw you a smile for a minute and, like, go about, like, this scene. 
Guys, Tyler is actually stabbed, and I call 911. Um, I'm gonna need a... I'm gonna need a tongues roll. Okay. But I'm going to... Uh, give me a second. I'm gonna pull up the item story frame. Uh, there is this particular story frame that tells me kind of what happens in each act of the story. Mm-hmm. Um... And there are also what are called skulls that you're going to accumulate during play to tell us how good this uh, horrifying story is. Gotcha. Um, you get you always get a skull for random gruesome story details. So I'm going to add a skull to the story for that big gruesome stabbing with blood, kind of blood and viscera spewing out. Nice. And he's like gasping really like. <gasps> Oh, and he's still alive? He's he's going. He's he's alive but dying quickly. And I'm like, oh, if I save Tyler, I'll still present, prevent this murder. <laughs> Tell that stupid card. Um, okay, yeah, you can try to save him. That's definitely going to be a brains roll. But I am... Well, okay, I'm trying no. to call 911. You're trying to call 911. That's going to be a tongues roll. Okay. And I'm not going to call this trying to destroy or get rid of the item. So, yeah, give me a give me a brains roll. Or give me a tongues roll to... to Convey what is happening to the uh, to the nine one one official. Okay. Oh, beautiful. So yeah, I got a ten. Okay, yeah, you got a ten. That is an unqualified success. What do you say to the nine one one professional? I'm like, uh, hi, this is uh, uh, JJ Kellerman. I'm at uh, apartment. Two, uh, uh, 203 Main Street, and uh, someone stabbed my friend, and he's bleeding out on my floor right now. Um, okay, if you know who did it? I don't know who did it. It actually... Okay. This is gonna sound dumb, but all the lights went out, and then he was stabbed. But he's actually... No, I... Okay, no, that's... Okay, fine. Um, make sure no one leaves the apartment. Make sure any... You know, get an eye on everyone who was in the apartment at the time. Um... Keep calm. Do not panic. We will have officials there within the hour. No, not within the hour. He's look. We will have people there as soon as we can. I understand. Do not panic. Yeah, I just need... try to. Is the knife still in it? Yes. Get uh, get towels. Put pressure on it. Remove the knife. Make sure that the remove he's... the knife. Remove. The... Do not remove the knife. <laughs> Do not remove the knife. Disclaimer. It is important to note that our lovely gravekeeper is not a medical professional. <laughs> he does know the sound someone stabbed in the back makes because he heard Christopher Christopher Lee talk about it on a Lord of the Rings commentary track. Nice. <laughs> so, um... As, uh, as you... So what do you do? Uh, so I, I will. I'm gonna, like wrap his wound in towels. Okay. And I'll be like, did anyone leave yet? Is everyone still here? Um, somebody looks at their card. Yeah, every, no one's left yet. Okay, I don't mean in character. I mean, has anyone left yet? I'm gonna need a tongues roll. <laughs> and, um, I'll leave it up to you. Do you th- are you trying to stop the LARP cold? Are you trying to destroy the LARP? No, I'm trying okay. to stop anyone from okay. leaving yeah, the yeah, yeah. Then give me a, Then give me just a plain tongues roll for that. Uh, ten. Ten, perfect. Um, yeah, um, Tyler. Did I say Tyler was the guy that got murdered? No. Yeah. Yeah, Tyler's dead. Uh, he's dead! <laughs> he's dying. Um, Mary Ellen kind of leans forward and is like, 
No, no one's left yet. It's on the cards. We don't leave until, you know, we don't leave until it's all over at hour four. Yeah, Dude, I mean, I, I, relax. it's not because of the card. I mean, no one can leave because our friend was murdered. Almost not murdered yet, Tyler. You're going to make it. <laughs> he, he's not doing great. He was stabbed. And people are looking at him like, that's Real, that's real commitment. Yeah, Christopher Lee talked about that on a Lord of the Rings commentary track. Like, you're not actually supposed to scream. You're supposed to, like, gasp because the air is leaving. It's a whole thing. Guys. You should really listen to that commentary. I'm sorry. I'm, you're, you're right. Guys, I've character. listened to the commentary. <laughs> you're, you're right. We're breaking character. We're breaking character. I, I don't care. You can break character. Don't. No one kill each other. Okay. Um... So here's the question. It is now, um, the parlor, the LARP started at 10, so it is now 11.57. There are three minutes to midnight. Okay. There are three minutes to hour three. Gotcha. What do you do? So, um, I'm going to take the card set and be like, uh, no more drawn cards. We're done with drawing cards, and I'm going to toss it in the microwave. That's destroying. That is destroying. Uh, you're going to collect a grave token because uh-huh. you're trying to destroy the item in Act 2. Yeah. Um, so you're going to take a grave token as mm-hmm. a special rule for the item story. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to... Yeah, you do exactly that. You Okay, here's what happens. You, tr- you go to do that. You collect your grave token. Um... People try to grab you, and you see them look at their cards and be like, "Oh, I gotta go." Okay, cool. And they like try to grab you, and you hear some of the mystery. How met? This is so meta. I love this. No. What? So does your card actually say "grab me"? Uh, and sure enough, um, TJ shows you his card, and it says, "When JJ tries to when JJ destroys the or when JJ tries to microwave the LARP, stop him at all costs." Hour two. Make your flesh roll. Okay. Uh, this I'm not so good at. And I got a four. Yeah, they like hold you down and rip the LARP from your hands. And they shove you to the ground as you hear the, as you, as uh, you see the, like you get a sight of your digital cable box. Flip to midnight. Uh-huh. And your eye trails and there's a pit in your gut. Because that means it's hour three. Yeah. And do you remember what it said you were going to do in hour two? Uh, try to stop the murder and <laughs> fail. Said fail to, fail stop to stop the murder. So your eye, you have that pit in your stomach and your eye trails over to TJ or to Tyler. Yeah. Your eye trails over to Tyler as he takes that last breath and his eyes go glossy and he slumps. Oh, and I start, like, screaming, like, red-faced, kind of, like, tears coming down my eyes. People start collecting the cards for hour three. You know that this is only four hours long. Yeah, and I'm like, stop, don't, no, you don't have to, we're done. Tyler is dead. Um, Kate comes in to get her hour three card Mm -hmm. and people are starting to like hand them out to each other Mm -hmm. specifically um specifically uh i have to come up with a bunch of names for this and it's just very tricky to come up there's a bunch of like casual names brian 
is just handing out cards. And you see him grab his card early. You see him be, like, the first person to grab a card, and he takes the LARP, like, from the counter where you tried to, like, run it to. Yeah. You see him take it off the counter and start handing people cards. And now people are looking at the LARP and, um, and starting to be like, Okay. That was all. That was all facial reaction. Yeah, none of yeah. that was audio. Uh, you see, people start to look at their cards and, like, really, like, their faces kind of contort, and they're just starting to look at each other, like, okay, okay, cool. I get. Do we? I see. I, I'm like pinned to the ground. I'm like, I don't know what it says, but don't do it. You don't have to do it. If it's something that makes you uncomfortable, don't do it. And, um, yeah, people are definitely, give me a tongues roll, and this is going to have great, this is going to be grave intentions, which means that things can go very badly, as Uh we are now in act three. Yeah. Oh, I got uh, an 11. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, people, you actually say that, and people start to, like, put their cards down. And people are, like, starting to be like, okay... Yeah, I'm out. I'm I'm out. I'm tapping out. I'm I'm out. I'm X carding this whole situation. Like I'm not in. And I put my like face on the ground. And I'm like, oh, thank God. And like somebody walks over to when somebody walks over to Tyler and is like, all right, yeah, I think that we're gonna call it Tyler. Tyler. Oh fuck. Oh god. Oh fuck. Oh god. And like, Kate. Is like watching this and being like, "Wait, oh god, no! Did it? That was. This isn't. This is a LARP, right? Everybody, what do you do? Uh, and I'm gonna like try to get up and be like, I, I don't know what happened, and I don't know who did it, and I don't know why, but someone actually stabbed Tyler. I've been trying to tell you guys that for like 15 minutes." Okay, we, then we just have to look through the cards, right? I think we should stop messing around well, with the cards. Well, but hear me out. Hear me out. One of the cards for hour two would have said stab Tyler. Oh, that's true. So we just have to find that card, right? Yeah, so who had the card that said stab Tyler? Um, Mary Ellen looks at her card. JJ? My card for hour three says to not show anyone my card. Well, because you're going to try and find and murder the person that had the stab Tyler card. All right. No one needs to murder anyone. I think this was a mistake. We can explain this to the police. No one else needs to get murdered. That's crazy. Jake is. Can I read? You look. No one needs to get murdered. We can explain this to the police. This is crazy. What's. What's that? Don't believe JJ when he says this. God, that's not a joke. It's not something I set up or something like that. This is not something I set up or something like that, says Mark. <laughs> okay, let me see these cards. Okay, um, people are starting. You have you're gonna have to make a flesh roll as people are like pulling their cards away and starting to like surround you as like, what does your card say? For what did you? Why don't you show us your card? For hour three. For hour two. For hour two. 
It said, fail to stop the murder. What about hour, what about hour three? What about hour four? And people are starting to get, like, really shifty. And then other people are starting to get shifty and looking at their cards and getting uncomfortable and then getting shiftier. Guys, stop looking at those cards. They're insane. Give me a tongues roll okay. with uh, with grave intention to get everybody to, like, actively put the cards down. Okay, I got an eight. Perfect. Fantastic. Um, You get everybody to put the cards down, but before they do, um, Kate takes one dreaded look at her card and it says, like... No, I don't. I'm going to be outside. I'm not. I'm going to be outside. Y'all are fucking crazy. Nobody's murdering me. I'm going to be outside. And she closes the door and like holds it shut. And the card drops to the floor and it's like the edge of it is in blood. Uh And if you make a flesh roll, you can see what it says before it before like the blood seeps covers the whole card. Okay. I got a five. You got a five? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, you got a seven. You got an eight. No, because I only rolled two because I have zero. Oh, got it. You rolled, yeah, you rolled a five. Okay. Um, you can boost that with tokens. <laughs> Taking another token? Yeah, let's boost it. All right. If you take, uh, do you take two tokens? Two? If you take both of those remaining tokens, you can boost it to a seven. All right. Perfect. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and give that a, would you call that a skull for that blood onto the card? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, all right. That's a great, um, Either comic panel or uh, old TV show shot. Okay. Um, all right. So you look at the card. In hour three, it says Kate's getting murdered. We don't have to do this. No one has to murder Kate. We all like Kate. Is everyone still in here? And I look around. Uh, make me a brains roll. No grave intentions, not yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got a five. Um, you're starting to you're starting to like panic and stress, and uh-huh. now you're not sure if anybody left or not. Okay. There's really only one way you're gonna know that, and that's either looking at the cards for hour two and comparing them to who's here. Yeah. Or looking at the cards for hour four and see who's like around, who like the names on the cards, because you're looking, because like. You look at Kate's card, and it doesn't say Luciana the Cultist. It, it says, says Kate. Kate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll f- flip through the um, hour four cards. That I'm going to need a brains roll for with grave intentions, because, like, there's a chance you see shit that's going to happen. Uh-huh. So, yeah. to find information without, like, things going real badly... Got a seven. All right. Let me see what happens on a grave intentions on a seven. And do all these tokens I took make it? Uh, I believe worse. they do. Wait. I feel like they, uh, they do. do. Grave intentions. Um. Yep. So for every two grave tokens, it actually drops by one. Yeah. And minus an additional two. Uh. Yeah. Minus an additional two. No, that's for failure. So no. Um. This is uh. This is what I'm going to ask of you. You got a controlled failure. Mm-hmm. Tell me why you don't figure out if everyone is there. Or, or rather, you figure out that everyone is still here. Uh-huh. Tell me what horrible thing you see. What glimpse of a horrible thing to come do you see in the cards? Uh, yeah. Um, so as I flip through the cards, uh, it, it's got everyone's name. Mm-hmm. And... 
every single card says murdered J.J. Kellerman. Yep. Just one after another. Perfect. Fuck, I love that so much. I, it could, I wouldn't have even been able to come up with something that good. Okay, you're going to have to roll a grave failure roll. Okay. Because, like, the clock is ticking towards hour four. Yeah. So this is you're, minus you're gonna two, roll two dice. Skulls. You're going to roll two dice, oh, add them together, two. and subtract a total of minus four from that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, so ten minus four. Good. Uh, that is a non-game-ending grave failure. Okay. Uh, so what happens is, like, you start looking through the cards, and people... Uh, you start looking through the cards, and generally people are like, okay, cool. No, let's, like, let's stop. Everybody's being calm. Yeah. Except for O'Malley. Uh-huh. Never liked O'Malley. Uh-huh. Kind of a kind of a jerk. O'Malley, kind of like, O'Malley likes poking at people. Loves poking at people. So O'Malley kind of, like, scoffs and looks at his hour three card. And then gives you, like, the gravest look. And it's like... It says here I'm supposed to stop you from stopping the LARP under any means necessary. Wonder why the game wants me to do that, JJ. Uh, and I'm going to very slowly reach into my back pocket mm-hmm. and pull out my lighter. Yep. Uh, and um, try to put the rest of the cards behind my back and give light a, them on fire. Give me a roll for that. I'll let you decide like what uh, what trait you want to use for that. Um, but um, maybe guts. I'll call that. Yeah, I'll call that down. guts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in a you're in a difficult situation, so doing that is going to be which I have no bonus. In. Right. <laughs> oh, I got an eleven. Oh man, you absolutely light up the cards. Then nice. uh, I'm going to give you a plus one for a clever uh, a clever twist on that. Plus one skull for that. And um, yeah, so what happens is you. Uh, what happens is, yeah, you light the cards and it starts to burn. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you do with, like, the burning cards, like, once they start, like, they catch fire? Oh, once they catch fire, I'm just like, ah, oh, and I drop them, like, instinctively. Perfect. Oh, that's so good. Uh, purge. Oh, I forgot to mention you can purge your... It's fine. It's fine. Um... Oh, act well, yeah, no, because you got two of them in Act Three. Uh huh. So roll me two d six. Okay. It won't have impacted anything yet, but uh, nine. Uh, so you got a four and a five. Take one of these away. Okay. You've 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 purged one of those, so it goes back. So in between acts, you're supposed to be able to purge your tokens and like redeem yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'd say by like stopping the LARP, you did that, so you can purge some of your your grave tokens. Um. So, uh, yeah, you burn the card, you drop it, the, like, but the carpet starts to burn, <laughs> and, like, there's smoke now, yeah, and, yeah. um, yeah, and now, uh, now Grace is looking at her card, and she's like, fuck, fuck, oh god, I shouldn't have looked, I shouldn't have looked, fuck, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, JJ, it says when the fire starts to accuse you of trying to cover something up, I'm sorry, but you did start a fire. You, why are you still reading the card? I'm sorry, I, my eye glanced down, it was in my hand, I'm sorry. It's not a game anymore! I know, I just got scared, I figured maybe it would give us a clue, but it just made it worse, because now I'm starting to wonder why you're trying to burn the place down while keeping us all inside. Well, I don't wanna, and I try to, like, stomp out the flames. Give me a, give me a guts roll, grave intentions. Because now people are like, 
yeah, you are trying to start a fire. Where is your hour two car? And people are like wondering where that card is and no one can seem to find it. So I got a nine. Is that minus three for the three skulls? No, no. That's only if you fail. You got a partial success. Uh-huh. So I'm going to say like you don't. You either get a controlled failure or partial success. And I'm going to call it a partial success because I think in this case it's more fun. Uh-huh. You get cornered and like now they're starting to corner you as like it ticks the clock ticks to one and now hour four begins <laughs> oh boy <laughs> and people are starting to be like and like you see the lights of the ambulance outside yeah and like the you see police lights outside so like there's a chance you get out of here yeah but there's a real good chance that you get murdered by a lot of LARPers. <laughs> yeah. Who may or may not still be playing the game. You're not even sure anymore. Uh, I, I like, put my hands up and I'm like, whoa, whoa, guys. Whoa, we don't need to do anything more. It looks like the the police or the EMTs are here. We can just let the authorities take control of the situation. Give me one big tongues roll. Okay. Grave circumstances. Uh, so I got a 10. Okay. Um, yeah. You kind of start to calm people down, but, like, the fire is still, like, growing rapidly. And people are, like, starting to panic. Yeah. And I'm like, just, let just throw some wet towels on it. We're gonna be okay, guys. We're gonna be okay. And, um, people are, now, well, the fire is starting, I'm gonna need another tongues roll as people are now starting to panic. Mm -hmm. To panic and, like thrash around uh this was an eight what goes wrong give me your controlled failure as you try to calm people down uh yeah gotcha um so i'm trying to make people uh stop panicking mm -hmm. uh which they don't mm -hmm. uh and they're like this all this no one else could have planned this but mm -hmm. you someone uh shouts out right and they're like that's the only thing that makes sense no one else could have set this up or planned this but you give me that grave failure roll and i think the real key uh, that's minus four so that's a five so non-game ending uh -huh. yeah um the crowd is starting to panic and the person that says that you hear that just as the door start, the back door, the glass sliding door starts to open and you see her pointing at you. You're the only one that could have put this together. Nobody knows where you got this mystery LARP. I looked. Actually, yeah, and um, TJ comes out from the back room and is like, I, I looked at that weird vendor that, like, you got this LARP from. Grave Hag Games. It's not on the schedule, JJ. So what the fuck? And there's a pounding at the door. I... I... I don't know. I I, I I just bought it. From now people are starting to surround you and shove you. And they're shoving you real close to that fire. <laughs> I'm like, no, guys, I, I don't know what happened. I promise it wasn't me. It was it was just a game. It was just a game. Give me one. Give me one big. Give me a big flesh roll as you try to avoid being pushed into the fire. Roll? Oh, boy. Uh, I got a seven? Yeah. Minus? Um, so, y you avoid the fire, uh -huh. but you have to, like, run into the crowd to do that, and now they're hitting you. And they're like, you're trying to get away. If you can get to that door, if you can get to that door, you won't meet a horrible end. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I, uh, 
I'm but gonna yell. Kate towards... is grabbing a D20, and Mark <laughs> is like, Mark is grabbing. Um, you've got the broken sword. You've got a replica of the broken sword on a on a rack. Yeah, and he's grabbing that. And I, uh, I yell at the the door like, help, help! Give me a tongues roll. Grave intentions. Oh, I got it a twelve. You actually managed to get through. And um, the closing beat of this, you managed to get through. And the closing beat. Because there's always a closing beat in these horror stories. You get through. And the cop has a little tiny index card in his hand. (laughs) And it says hour four on it. Oh, no. (laughs) And he drags you to safety. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me re-say all of that. You pull, you open the door, you throw open the door, like, you, you manage to, like, yell it, and he punches open the door, and the cop, like, grabs your hand and pulls you to safety. And, like, you're, you're fine, you're, you're in the hallway, and in his hand, you get the briefest glimpse in a tiny index card. It says, save, hour four, save J.J. Kellerman. <laughs> and you see one more card in his belt. It just says, hour five. <laughs> that's a wrap. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh boy. The game never ends, it seems, for our dear Mr. Kellerman. But we'll see what the dice have in store for him next. And now I'm going to hand it off to you to take on the role of the Grave Hag to introduce our next story. Welcome back! Wasn't that a bone-chilling game that we listened to before? Well, we have another creepy session coming up for you now, all the way down in warm, beautiful Costa Rica, where humans are doing what humans do. Um, and yeah, so, um... We're at a digging site. We're at like a or a lumber site, right? Like a deforesting site. Yeah. So we're um uh we're in a like trailer mm-hmm. uh on the outside of a uh, logging site. Logging. Um, that's the word I was like. And uh, <laughs> your character, uh, Roy Malowski, is a older, uh, I think like mid forties, early fifties. Um, he is middle aged. You know, he's out of shape in that way, like, but he was definitely, like, handsome once, and is just, like, age is just hitting him. And he's, like, brown, starting to gray hair in a little bit of a, not quite a curly mullet, but, like, that kind of just, like, not quite long, not quite short hair. Um, and he has... Very marked, wrinkled features. A lot of laugh lines. You get the sense that he has spent a lot of time laughing based on the laugh lines. But, um, he is, he looks, he's definitely, I have, he's cast as a Jeff Bridges type. (laughs) And he's in his trailer. He's got, um, a cigar in his mouth. 
and he's just kind of, like, spinning in his chair, like, adjusting pencils, not really doing anything for as much activity as happening on the logging site. Yeah, and a lot of the people who work for you are gonna be, like, Costa Rican locals. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them are other international folks who have come here to work on this project. Um, You're one of the guys in charge of the project, Mm -hmm. and uh, you were just on a conference call um, with some of the board from your corporate um and they were saying to you listen roy uh we've got a pr nightmare down there um there's this environmental 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 excuse me environmental group um uh people for the preservation of rainforests and they are you know, protesting outside of the site. They're um, spreading messages on social media saying we're the bad guys, even though we're authorized to cut down every tree down there if we wanted to. We we filled out the right paperwork. And I, like, we're not, we're doing a service. I mean, we are investing in commercial opportunities for the land. Like, we're helping people. We're helping the Costa Rican economy, for one. And then uh, we've got a lot of stockholders here in the States who are depending on your work down there as well. Um, So there's this revolutionary uh, Pilar Marshall um, who, uh, she's got a lot of followers on Twitter, and she went down there and is leading this protest of our work and Roy, I got to tell you, you need to stop this. You need to stop it by any means necessary. You catch my drift? Yeah, um, I'll make it happen. You know, uh, I know people who know people. Um, listen, the less you know, the better. Um, we will find a peaceful and reasonable solution to this issue. I assure you. Hey. Who's your buddy? Hey, you're my buddy, Roy. Yeah, your buddy. Uh, you take care of this. I'll tell you what. Uh, big Marlin trip coming up in a couple of weekends. <laughs> you and I'd know, like to see you on the boat. You know I love to pontoon. All right, I'm out of here. All right. And he hangs up and just unders under his breath. Piece of shit. Oh, I hate stuffed shirt types. Okay. He takes, like, the biggest puff of his cigar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he does. He takes the biggest puff of his cigar and, like, leans back and rolls his eyes and, like, just real two-faced about it. And he starts, like, flipping through his phone's uh, directory. Actually... He flips through a second phone's directory that is, like, a burner phone that he has for stuff that he wouldn't want on his regular phone. Gotcha. Um, so I, let's make that a brains check. Can do. Um, to, well, what are you trying to do? I am trying to find someone, I am trying to find someone to justifiably kill this man. (laughs) There's no uncertainty. I'm trying to find someone that can take out this man Cool. Pilar's a woman's name. Um, Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, let me, I am trying to find something, someone to kill this woman. No questions. Like I am going through my black ops list for someone that can make, kill this woman and make it look like an accident. Wow. I am going to find an assassin. Awesome. They said to take care of this issue and I am taking care of it as was implied by my corporate overlords. Cool. (laughs) 
Uh, and that is a brains roll, so that is going to be three. And I'm going to take, I'm going to roll three dice and take the highest, the, I'm going to take two dice. I don't have to take the highest result, mm -hmm. but I'm probably going to want to take the highest result. Yeah. That is a one, three, and that is an eight. That is an eight. Cool. So an eight is either a uh, controlled failure, um, where right. you decide the results of the failure, or a conditional success. I'm going to take a conditional success, if that's okay. Gotcha. Um, so normally you find a lot of uh, people you can really count on when you look for dirty stuff in your phone. Mm -hmm. um, you don't know a lot of people like that in Costa Rica. Uh, and there's only one person that you can kind of think of mm -hmm. who sure. might be willing to do something like that for you. And he's kind of a moron. <sighs> I'll take the, I'll, I, you know what, I, I don't like the guy, but like, it's that or do it myself, and I'm not, I'm not a murderer, right? Right? Uh. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call this, I'm gonna call this guy and be like, hey, like, I'm gonna call him up reluctantly, roll my eyes again, and just whisper, piece of shit. <laughs> And, like, get on the phone, and immediately my demeanor changes, and I take on that same, like, hey, guy. Uh, and he answers the phone, and he's like, uh, Mr. Malkowski, uh, what can I do for you? Hey, it's Malowski, but, uh, don't worry about that. Listen, I have, I gotta tell you, um, Guy, I think we call, I think I call him Guy, because nice. I, I don't want to know his name. Nice. Guy? Guy, listen, I am having a tough time down here at this logging site. I got it. Can I, can I vent to you for a minute? Yeah. There is this woman, Pilar. She, uh, she's, she's running these protests. She's, she's smearing us on social media. You know that we're doing good for the community, right? Like, you know what we're, what our mission here is, right? Oh, yeah. Lots of my friends have jobs with your company. Perfect. So you know all about, like, you know how damaging it would be if, if, if all of this cruel, cruel slander got out. And if, if, if this woman were allowed to dictate, you know, sabotage our company's mission, you know what it would mean to her, to mean to our company that we would have to shut down our operation and all of your friends would lose their jobs. So, I guess I'm just looking for someone to come up with some kind of peaceful solution that would placate this woman's valid but misguided concerns. Oh, you want me to, uh, 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 organize a city hall where she could voice her concerns? Uh, would you like me to make a tongues roll to make Harper yeah. to, like, make sure that he understands that, like, yeah, we start talking about, like, a city hall would be spectacular. An open forum that, uh, that is a, oh, that is a ten. Okay. An open forum that would just be, yeah, if you could, if you could arrange a sit-down meeting, like, with the two of, if you could sit down with her and go over this city hall and make sure, and, like, put together the details with her, that would be stupendous. Oh, you're saying you want me to meet her personally and help resolve the issue. If you could help coordinate the details of this city hall with her in a face-to-face -face meeting, that would be wonderful. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, just, uh, 
tell me where she is and where to find her, and I'll take care of the rest, sir. And I, um... Do I have information on where she can be found, like, re- or should I make a brains roll for that? Um, I mean, she's just come in recently, uh, so you know where she is, like, physically. She's out protesting your work site. Um, besides that, you would need to do okay. some more digging. Yeah, then I, I can, can I, can I text you that information or email it to you? I'll have it within the hour. Okay. And I, uh, I hang up. And I kind of look out my window at, like, I see some of the protesters on the outskirts of the logging site. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, the sun is, like, starting to set a little bit. And I'm just like, I gotta tell you where she's staying. And I just kind of, like, watch. And I kind of wait for the protests to start to wind down for the day. Okay. And then my intention is to follow her from a distance and get a sense of like what hotel or residence or hostel she's staying in. Gotcha. So if you look at them from a distance, there's a a bunch of people there throughout the day and they've got like, they're stopping your men from sure. working. They're preventing uh, heavy machinery from getting in. Right. And a lot of them have signs that are like, save the, uh, the star snouted sparrow and, uh, you know, protect the three toed gecko. Right, right, right. And, uh, the, the black bellied moth, uh, only lives here and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And as the day wanes on, like, uh, a bus comes in and a lot of people get on and like leave. Um, but you can see, uh, Pilar and, um, some of the people that she's with, uh, have set up tents right along the, like, edges of the work site. And I snap a photo of that with my phone and uh-huh. I, like, message it off to Guy to uh-huh. be like, that's where they're at. Like, just no, no message attached to it, just a picture of the tents on the edge of the work site. Okay. Gotcha. Um, are you gonna do anything else? Uh, I am gonna go. I'm going to, like, text a pic, and then I'm going to leave the logging site and go into the city, like, whatever city is nearby, like, where I guess I probably, presumably my hotel is, uh-huh. and, like, leave as quickly as possible so that I am nowhere near yeah. when this job goes down. Okay. And, um, uh, some time passes... Uh, you can go into the local city where you can have, like, fancy drinks. Yeah, and... I have, like, a great night out. Yeah. Because I'm specifically taking my mind off of the fact that, like... I, I So I think what we see is uh, I'm at a bar kind of, like, telling my story a little bit. Like, over drinks, like, I take a drink and I'm just like, we're really helping the community. And then I'm, like, two or three drinks in and I'm like... I don't know. It's a job. It's fine. And then like four or six, like six or seven drinks in, can, I'm like, can you roll a flesh check for I sure me? Can that's gonna be uh, that's at a minus one. Okay. So I'm gonna roll three dice and take the two and ha- I have to take and like take the, the the lowest the lower two. Yeah. Two, yeah. Uh, I take so I'm I've got a five, four, and two. So I'm gonna drop that five and or drop that five and get a six. And um, I am going to collect one of my grave tokens uh we have a grave pool of three because we collected three skulls in our last session uh-huh i'm gonna collect one of these to boost that up to a seven uh either either a controlled failure or a conditional success okay so um the what we what i was checking to see is if you got blackout drunk 
Um, so you're gonna still get really drunk. Yeah, right. Uh, but you'll have um, some control over how you spend the rest yeah. of your evening and where you wake up. Uh, I think I spend it as a sad sack. Mm-hmm. Like, by the time I'm at, like, sick beer six or, or like, vodka tonic five on, on, like, by the time I'm deep into it and I'm just blitzed, I'm, like, all elbows on the bar, like, I'm not even, like, a work site. Like, I'm not a work site, man. I'm an HR guy that got the promotion because I was the last guy there. And, like, you know what? Thompson? Thompson was cheating on his wife while on job, and that makes us look bad. He deserved to get reported. He fucking deserved it. Fuck Thompson. He didn't deserve to be on... I'm getting an all-expense-paid trip to Costa Rica. He's out here philandering? Fuck Thompson. And it's just, like, be, you know, mouthing off about coworkers and, like, venting stress to anyone that will listen, whether or not that's a good idea. Gotcha. I don't think I... I think I don't say anything about the murder, only because... Or, like, the job, only because I'm so focused on my own shit. A healthy use of the controlled failure. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So, in the morning after that bender, um... You're like, wake up a little late, and you've got a real bad headache, mm-hmm. um, you're definitely hungover, and your phone is, like, blowing up um, with, like, messages and missed calls. And, and- I, I check the messages, and, like, I, I pull it open, and I'm like, oh, what, oh, oh, oh. And cool, great. And I, like, flip it open and check all of the, start to check the messages. And there's, like, uh... A lot of messages, but the first one you see is in all caps from the chief of chief of operations from your company, mm-hmm. and it says, "What the fuck is this?" And it's a link to a BuzzFeed article um, that says, uh, "Environmental activist Pilar Marshall found dead." Um, and then uh, there's an article about how she was found dead on your company's work site. Uh, in her tent where she was staying to protect the uh, uh, trees from being damaged. And then it says, um, uh, photos of Miss Marshall's body are below, uh, not safe for work. Do not click if you have a weak stomach. Oh, no, 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 this is, no, 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 no. Okay, and I start, like, panickedly going through the rest of the messages to, like, figure out if they're all about that, or if, like, if there's a single goddamn text from Guy, like, I'm, like, pulling it open and reading it 14 times. Yeah, there's, like, a bunch of messages of people who are, like, what is this, what happened, um, call me now, like, from different uh, PR department and mm-hmm. the like actual your bosses yep. um, uh, some of the people you are friends with like have seen this mm-hmm. and it's kind of a like who weren't even related to your job or like hey is this where you're working um, and then there's one from Guy and it just says job's done piece of shit okay uh i can fix this we can fix this uh we can absolutely fix this um and i start like flipping i'm like i can't oh there's so many there's gonna be so much press at the work site okay i gotta do this from the hotel room i gotta do this from the hotel room and i'm like oh but i don't have my other phone okay i gotta go into the site i gotta go into the site i gotta get the press off the scene and i gotta 
I gotta get to that other phone, because if I can get to that other phone, I can get a hold of somebody to... Oh, wait, I figure, if he, if Guy is texting this number, never mind, I have the other phone. Yeah, you've got both phones Good. on your desk. Yeah, so, like, I checked the other... The other phone has the message from Guy, and I'm like, oh, fuck, 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 okay. Uh, I just have to... I just gotta frame Guy. I just gotta, like... Okay. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm actually going to collect a token. Yeah. Because uh, one of the things you can do if you collect a grave token is you can re-edit a scene. Oh, yeah. And I um, I kind of like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, fuck, 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 what do I do? <laughs> and I flip open to show that that phone has a voice recorder app that is always running on calls. Uh-huh. And I'm like, perfect. I'm, I'm off the hook. I'll be, they're going to find Guy did it because he's a moron. And I have it on record that all I did was ask him to set up a sit-down meeting. We're fine. Okay. He was a lone actor. This is perfect. Gotcha. Are you going to explain that to the press and, like, uh, release the the recording to uh, them? I go... I'm not going to release it yet. Uh-huh. But, like, if he... I'm going to go... I am going to go to the work site... Because it's fine. I've got my backup plan. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to the and see, like, what the situation is at the logging site. Cool. So when you get to the logging site, uh, nobody is working. Mm-hmm. Like, there's guys who are standing around and don't really know what to do. Um, there's reporters, both from Costa Rica, and mm-hmm. there's a few already who are international reporters. Right. And there's, like, um, little candles uh, everywhere. Um, for Pilar, mm-hmm. and uh, it looks like they uh, have already um, buried Pilar mm-hmm. um, in the rainforest, right? As like a symbolic statement, sure. Um, and when you walk on site, one of your foremen, like who a couple reporters are talking to, are like. Oh, actually, the boss, he's right here. You can talk to Roy. And I... What a fucking... I hate this man so much. I can't wait for him to suffer. Because I, I like, adopt this, like, posture. Like, very... I adjust my tie, and I lower my eyes, and I, like, sag my shoulders, and I say, It is a true shame what has happened here. Our company... Globotex International values, uh, we value the right to protest. It is not just an American right. It is a world right to believe in something so deeply that you are willing to stand up to someone so much larger than yourself. At the time of the unfortunate incident, uh... Our representatives from our organization were actually arranging a town hall session where Miss Larson could express her views directly to management individuals like myself. We believe so strongly in speech and etc. It's the longest bullshit speech about like yeah. All trying to just be, like, and basically casually dropping in that, like, someone was meeting with her. Yeah. To kind of start to drive the police to be like, yeah, who's that person? So that when it comes out, I then I can release the audio. Cool. So let's, um, 
just see how this plays out. We'll do a tongue roll. Perfect. Um, and I'm also going to give you two benefits. Okay. Which, like, knocks your score up yep. by two dice. So I'm going to roll five dice and take the two highest. Yeah. And the benefits are because you have that audio recording mm-hmm. that, like, doesn't have anything really incriminating on it for you. Uh, that is a 12. Yeah. So, yeah, perfect. Yeah, definitely uh, successful. And you can tell me how it goes. Uh, it goes... You know, they, they, there's plenty, there's no shortage of chatter on the internet that, like, I am hiding something, or, like, I am not to be trusted, because I'm a corporate sleaze, and people kind of see through that, even when I don't want them to, but, like, what happens is, sure enough, police start looking into it, and, like, there is, like, evidence that somebody, like, met with her, and they're like, this is, you know, police, a police officer makes a statement that is like, this is, uh, the statement is, correlates with some evidence that we had you know it correlates with what where we're at in the investigation there does seem to be evidence that someone met with pilar there's no reason to believe that it was not an individual affiliated with globotex any information to that end would be appreciated and that is when i strategically am like well i have the phone call of the the man associated and i like release and that's when i like showily hand over like that audio recording to the police on a flash drive yeah and you like um you get some messages later on from like the bosses and they're like wow we thought this was going to be a disaster and um it kind of uh kind of is dying down you know there's Definitely some bad chatter among mm-hmm. us, uh, about us on the internet, but... But there's gonna be bad chatter, so it's fine. And, and people, like, are understanding that this wasn't... This had nothing to do with our company. This was some freak murder. Uh, just thank you for managing it. We couldn't have had someone better on the ground, Roy. It's a bad situation, but I'm glad that somebody could be here to manage it responsibly. And, uh, I mean, now that everything's taken care of, I don't see why we can't, uh, resume operations. Perfect. Operations will resume in the morning. Yeah, and it's some time that passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and sure enough, operations do resume in the morning. Yeah. Uh, they're specifically, because I'm, I'm, I'm gunning for a skull here, there's specifically a shot of, like, that grave site of where Pilar was buried bulldozer just fucking ran nice <laughs> nice yeah and specifically um, the shot that i'm picturing is like we see like that little that, that we see where she was buried we see a bulldozer like plow down trees and then J- and then um and then roy comes into view with cigar like great day to be alive <laughs> <laughs> and so you're uh you're still in costa rica managing operations uh and it's not much later when you're walking um you know from the uh the work site to your hotel mm-hmm. um when you uh, you see a woman in a hat mm-hmm. and she's kind of in the distance but like for a second you think it's pilar and i kind of, i i stop and i like i shake it off and i'm just like <laughs> No, it's fine. It's, I'm seeing things. It's late. Yeah, and that's insane because like her, you saw photos of her face, mm-hmm. which was 
bludgeoned with oh, a hammer. Oh, for sure. Like, viciously. Like, yeah. whole skull is caved in. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, terrible. Um, so that is uh, probably just your imagination. It has to be. And I think I, like... I think I kind of, like, lean... What did you, where did you say I saw her? Um, while you were walking from the work site um, back to uh, your long-term hotel. I think I, like, as I'm, like, I think I'm, like, like, I kind of peek back around a corner, maybe, and, like, just get a second glance and be like, what am I, why, what am I doing? This is nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so what are you doing now? Uh, I think I am, it's too late and I'm seeing things. I'm just gonna go back to the hotel. I'm just gonna drink from the mini bar if I want to drink tonight. Yeah. I go back and I put on I put on like a rerun of Cheers or something. Mm-hmm. Just something like completely that I don't have to like pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like this is fine. I'll just watch this and I've got a beer in hand as I'm just like fine. <sighs> and you uh, you're watching Cheers you're watching other TV mm-hmm. stuff, and the local Costa Rican news comes mm-hmm. on, um, and they show uh, a, a strange report from a jail in the town that you're in, and um, you recognize the man who uh, is Alexis Lopez, mm-hmm. who you once knew as Guy. Right. Um, and his uh, jail cell uh, they found his body, and he was essentially, I mean, they uh, ask viewers to take sure. children out of the right. room, and then show a jail cell with a body that's dismembered, uh, with blood covering the floor, and there's, like, weird webbing um, all over the jail cell. Uh, what? Uh, okay. Well, on the one hand, he's dead. He can't name me. Uh, on the other hand, what the fuck is... Okay. Um. I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Go to bed. I don't think I need to be watching any more TV. I don't think I need to... And I, like, dump half a beer in the sink. And I'm like, I just need to put this out of my mind Mm -hmm. as best I can. (laughs) Gotcha. And, uh, you know, you wake up, nothing else weird happens, um, and, uh, you can go about your business, have your continental breakfast, and then head over to the work site. Exactly what happens. And I'm just like, I am not the same, like, chummy, chummy, like, middle management piece of crap that I was. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely, like, keeping to myself. Mm Kind of, like, sitting in the trailer, just kind of, like, watching. Yeah, yeah. Kind of watching specifically where Pilar was buried and like, what are you, don't, what are you doing? Don't let him get in your head. Yeah. This is dumb. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, you know, you feel. And, um, you get, uh, someone walks into the, uh, trailer where you work and they're like, hey boss, we got a, an issue out. Um, some of the chainsaw guys, uh, we had to restrain one of them because, well, he tried attacking some of the other, um, employees. Uh, uh, I don't know if, 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 what, 
I don't know if they had some kind of dispute or what it was, but he, he was raving like a madman, swinging his chainsaw what around. Is, what is this week? What is this week? And I, like, come and I trudge out, mm-hmm. and I'm like, come on. And I'm like, take me to him. We're going to call the authorities and have him taken off, because mm-hmm. he's off the job. He's getting fired, but, like, I yeah. may as well see him off. Yeah. Are the cops on their way? Do I gotta call the cops? Uh, you, we'll, we'll call the cops for you, boss. Alright, just take me over. I gotta at least see him off. Gotcha. You do, um, you see, uh, it, it's a lot of local guys, mm-hmm. so they're kind of yelling at each other in Spanish, mm-hmm. um, which I assume your character is monolingual. Yeah, for sure. He yeah. never learned a second language. He did not anticipate living in Costa Rica managing a logging site. And there's, uh, it's a little worse than, um, he led you to believe, because there's one guy who has his hand wrapped in a cloth, mm-hmm. and you can see there's, like, an ice box on the ground with two fingers in it, uh, and... <laughs> okay, that's fine. It's great. Everything is good. <laughs> and there's, um, two people who are holding down... Uh, a third guy mm-hmm. who are just like yelling at him and you can tell he's struggling against them. And I walk over to the guy that is missing fingers and I'm like, I am Globotex International is so sorry that this happened. Uh, we will make sure that all of your medical expenses are paid for. You will not, this will not go unpunished. And I kind of look back and I'm like, I turn to one of the other guys and I'm like, that the guy that did it? Mm-hmm. Great. Make sure that he gets, like, great. And I, like, tell him, like, drag him off into, like, the sheds, lock him in one of the trailers. Okay. And wait for the cops. Gotcha. And uh, they'll do that. They take him off. Uh, and he's got, like, a weird, just his pupils look huge as they drag him off. And he kind of is staring at you without saying anything. And he's kind of pulling at them, but they're pretty strong, and he isn't able to get loose. What is happening with this week? Alright, yeah. Uh, that should be fine. It should be fine. And I have him dragged off. I have him locked in the trailer. When the police come, like, I orchestrate the handoff, and I'm like, he's in the trailer. Be careful. He might still be aggressive, but we locked him away. It should be fine. I'm so sorry that this week has had you at this logging site so much. I'm sure you have better things to do. Gotcha. Yeah. And the the police will, like, detain him and take him away, because mm-hmm. they're on your side. Right. Um, definitely. Uh, and it's, you know, pretty uneventful the rest of the day. Um, just, uh... And, yeah, I think I spend the rest of the day in my trailer just, like, looking out specifically... Looking specifically to where Pilar was buried that is now just an empty stretch of field, and I'm like... Yeah. What is... No... Like and I just I keep muttering as I'm like cracking open my third beer. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. This there's no way. It's fine. There's absolutely no way. It's you, you're in your head, Roy. You're in your head. And as you've got like uh one of those uh beers, you see this black-bellied moth kind of just land on the wall of your trailer. And it's like wings flutter. And I grab my lit cigar and I like kind of, I hold it up. Oh yeah. I hold it up specifically because it's a moth and I'm like, it's a flame. Perfect. Come here. I put the, I put the can down and I'm just like flexing my hand. And I'm like, mm-hmm. come here. There's a flame. 
And it eventually does uh, fly towards you. Crush it. I'm like, yeah. You squish that moth. Yep. Um, so that night passes. Uh, and the next day, uh, you come to the job site and there's like a, an excavator Mm -hmm. with like a long hook, uh, Mm -hmm. arm, and it's tearing into one of the trailers, um, on the job site. Uh, just like... It shouldn't be. Right. It's and I'm ripping like, a trailer run, apart. I'm just like barreling towards it. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What is, th- what the fuck? Yeah. And I'm like pounding at the, I'm like pounding at the treads and yeah. trying to get the attention of whomever's inside. Yeah. And, uh, uh, when you, you're not the only one. Right. There's other people around yelling at this excavator. Uh, and when you run up towards it, um, the, hook uh mm-hmm. at the bottom of it swings towards you oh no oh god yeah i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make a flesh roll to get out of the way of that mm-hmm. and i'm assuming this has grave intention uh yeah sure <laughs> well good because that's a five a five uh so with a grave intention uh, i have to make a grave failure roll okay uh is this in act three by chance uh we're not in act three we're in act okay two. great so i don't so i'm going to subtract uh i'm gonna try subtract nothing because i only have one or no i have two grave tokens so i'm subtracting one mm-hmm. and and mine an additional two for an act three which we are not so that is a so i'm gonna roll 2d6 minus one uh, that's a that's a nine total. Perfect. Awesome. Not cool. game ending. So it does not uh kill you when it strikes you, mm-hmm. but it crushes your leg. <sighs> like you, it breaks your the whole leg. leg. Caves in. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And uh, there's dudes who are like climbing in, trying to pull and, the excavator guy out. And I'm, I'm screaming, um, uh, but not in agony. I'm screaming like, "I'm gonna have you." fucking fired mm-hmm. you're gonna spend the rest of your life rotting in a cell yeah do you know what you do you know who you just oh i'm gonna oh oh god that really hurts oh god that really hurts yeah oh i'm gonna destroy you yeah and they yank him out of the excavator and like it's another guy whose pupils are just enlarged and he's staring at you and they're like screaming at him and they start hitting him kind of and i'm like knock him the Fuck out. You put him in a trailer, but you knock him the fuck out first. Uh, and they do. They, like, yeah. beat the crap out of him and take him into a trailer. Um, and yeah. you're kind of, like, on the ground. I'm, like, laying here, like, somebody call a goddamn ambulance. There's just, like, a tarantula just uh, crawling towards yeah. you. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And I'm, like, trying to, like, swipe at it, but, like, I'm in a whole lot of pain, and I'm not moving great. So I'm just, like, wild strikes. <laughs> I can roll a flash roll if you'd like. Yeah, why don't you? All right. Uh, it's going to be three dice to the lowest two. That is... Oh, that's a snake eyes. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, So you, like, try to smack the tarantula, and instead it, like, rears up. And sh- launches irritating hairs uh, into your uh, face, uh, uh, which like get in uh, your eyes. Uh, uh, oh my god, my eyes! Oh yeah, god, my eyes! It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh god, my eyes. Oh, that's painful. Oh, I hate this. Uh, yeah. And it like 
it bites your hand. Oh. And it's not poisonous, Ow. but it really hurts. Ow. And then it scurries away. So now I'm staying here. I got shit in my eyes. Mm-hmm. I got a crushed leg. My hand is probably swelling a little bit. Yeah. And I'm just like, this fucking week. And uh, a couple of guys come up to you and they're like, can we help you, senor? If you could, um, if you could, yeah, uh, I assume an ambulance is on its way. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll call an ambulance for you. Of course. Of course. You got hit by a crane. Of course, you haven't called a fucking ambulance. Yeah, that'd be great. Call an ambulance and um, ice, ice boxes, as many as you can. My leg is on fire. I'm. I think I might be a little bit delirious. Yeah, yeah. We'll call ambulance. And uh, yeah, so I um, and so I'm just like there. Ice is being held on my leg, just mm-hmm. waiting for this ambulance to come. And I'm just like mumbling, like. Fucking spiders and moths and, you know, the black belly. And I start mumbling specifically, like, what was on the signs just in my delirious state. Yeah. Like, save the three-toed, the three-fingered moth, three-fingered, what was it? Uh, the the three-toed gecko. Save the three-toed gecko. The the black-winged moth is the only thing that lives here. Oh, and when- I fucking hate this place. And as you're saying that, like, there's a, like a, a like a 16-year-old kind of aide who mm-hmm. works there, who's, like, kind of patting your leg down with ice, uh, and you'd notice a black-winged moth, one of these rare moths who live in the jungle, mm-hmm. land on the nape of his neck. Um, and like, neck, neck, moth, neck, and moth, neck. And he looks up at you, and he doesn't speak English. Oh, fuck. So I'm gonna try to, uh, I'm gonna try to gesture, like, I'm gonna start swatting at my neck to see if I can get him to, like, swat at his neck. And he looks at you, and he, like, does, and he kind of does that. Uh, he kind of slapped at his, the back of his neck. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't see anything fly away, like, nothing happens. No, oh, okay. Uh, it's probably fine then. He probably, they probably just flew away and I didn't see it. Okay. Uh, where's this ambulance at? Yeah. So he's like patting your, uh, leg down with ice. And then you see like his pupils start to dilate a little bit. Okay. Um, and he looks up at you and like, you see this blank look in his eyes as he takes the ice pack and, like, swings at your face with it. <laughs> I'm gonna try to, like, throw up my hands to catch it and then just, like, pop him in the jaw. Awesome. So that'll be a, uh, a flesh check. All right. Against him. And he's just a mundane guy, so it's, uh... Uh... It, it doesn't have any effect on okay. your roll. Okay, perfect. That is a two, three, and five. I dropped the five, so I have a five. <laughs> Okay, which is a failure? Five is a straight failure. Okay, so he um hits you in the face with this ice pack and, like, just knocks you off of the chair onto your already mm-hmm. broken leg. <laughs> and I just start, like, now I'm just bawling because, like, I was, like, com- keeping my composure, but if he's, like, hitting me yeah. and, like, I'm putting that pressure, I have lost all composure and all sense of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's standing over you, 
And he's going to take another swing at your head with this ice pack. I'm going to try and, like, limp out and, like, try to, like, scramble away. Yeah, like, horror movie runaway. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. On my one working leg. Uh, and that is... Uh, that's another five. Okay. Uh, and he like leaps onto your back mm-hmm. uh, as you're trying to run away mm-hmm. uh, and is just like with his fingernails like pulling at your shirt and kind of clawing into your chest and like in uh, I'm just like trying to like I'm on the ground now and I'm just like begging like please please don't do this please don't do this Pilar don't do this <laughs> Uh, you say, Pilar, don't do this. Uh, as you're saying that, um, you turn your head and, uh, all of the workers, um, who were there are walking towards you and they all have a dead look in their eyes. And I'm just like, I, I kind of, I'm getting clawed and I'm just begging and I'm just like, I know, I know it's you. I know, I know it's you because I, I had you killed. I did this. I killed you and I buried you and I made sure that they ran it over because I hate you. <laughs> this fucking week. <sighs> uh, and, and when you say that and you like say it all out loud. Uh, if you turn and look beside you, you see Pilar, mm-hmm. and she's, like, ghastly white, and um, there's, like, moths crawling out of her ears and mm-hmm. her mouth, and she holds up a cell phone. Perfect. recording. Yep, that, that, that recording cell phone, and I'm just, like, gonna, like, try to get away from all of the people that are like around me and coming towards me and just grab at the phone. Yeah. Roll a uh a flesh check. Alright. And this is gonna be uh, a grave um, this is a situation. Grave. This is grave. Uh that is a four. That is a three. And that is a three. That is a six. Okay. Good. Very good. So that's a, a failure? That is a failure. Uh as you uh reach for it, um she takes a step back and the rest of the workers are coming at you, mm-hmm. and they've got shovels, and yep. they've got chainsaws, and uh, uh, fire axes, and they're swarming you with these things. And you see uh, the police um, uh, cars starting to pull out, and she like just tosses that cell phone towards the ground, uh, well out of your reach where they're pulling up. Uh, as she dissolves back into the earth itself. So I may, I'm making my, uh, I am making my, uh, grave failure roll. Mm-hmm. I'm going to roll two dice. Actually, uh, there's a special rule for a dire climax in a consequences game. Okay. Yeah. That I have to roll three dice and take the two lowest results. Cause I have to re-roll. No, I have to, I'm sorry. I have to re-roll the highest dice and keep the new result no matter what it is. So I got a six and a five. Mm-hmm. Reroll that result. It is now a three. So that is a f- one. That is a f- five total. So that is not game ending. Nice. Uh, make sure of that. Yeah, that is not game ending. Okay. So uh, I, I, I getting pretty beat up. I think I have to get, I think the cops have to show up, I think. Uh, they do, and the cops do show up and see these guys swarming on you, and you hear, like, gunshots, and the people around you start, like, falling to the ground, 
and the local police come up and they just pick you up and drag you into um, their car and just like drive you away from the site without, you know. And I'm trying. You're totally out of control yep. in the situation. Yep. Um, yeah. And I think that's the horrible thing that the game, the game ending situation. Yeah. Because I'm screaming like. I'm screaming like, yeah, you didn't kill me, did you, Pilar? You didn't kill me. I killed you, but you didn't get me back. Yeah. You didn't get me back because I'm better than you. I will always be better than you. And they're, like, driving me off. I'm rambling. I've admitted this murder, like, 14 times. You did. And um, uh, we cut to um, a series of headlines mm-hmm. about this event where it shows, like, a global tech manager orchestrates murder Mm -hmm. of uh, environmental activist. Um, Global tech manager uh, extricated to the, or extradited to the U.S., not sentenced in Costa Rica. Um, Global tech manager sent to jail for uh, conspiracy to commit murder, jailed in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you... Ultimately, you didn't get away with it, um, but you also weren't murdered at the hands of no. the Costa Rican rainforest. I have, to, I have to live with my horrible... I have to live with the horrible thing, which is almost worse. Right. And you're in... Um, it's kind of a nice jail, you know? Uh, it's it's not like a maximum security. It's more of like a white-collar jail. Uh, and one morning, they're serving coffee in the cafeteria mm-hmm. and you catch a glimpse of uh, the coffee bag that says uh, Costa Rican <sighs> and you see this little black bellied moth <laughs> climbing out of the bag oh that's so good oh I hate it and I love it oh that was so good and that's stories from the grave stories <laughs> from the grave I think the last thing that we hear uh, unless you want to do a closing monologue from the from the grave hag oh wasn't that spooky and had a a very liberal moral <laughs> all right let me let me hit this one I got it I got it um it looks like uh, Mr. Malowski isn't out of the woods just yet. <laughs> oh, but unfortunately, we are out of time. That un- that uh. Until next time, ghastly ghouls. Remember, there are things that bump in the night. <laughs> Make sure you don't bump into them. <laughs> Creepy organ music. Bum, bum, bum. I could we both air mimed organ music. There were two separate organs playing at each other. Uh, Vegas, thank you so much for coming on and playing the game. That was horrifying. Yeah, that was super it. fun, Jeff. That was awesome. Some good storytelling facilitated by game mechanics. Love it. That's what we're all about. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for coming on the show. This was a delight. And My where pleasure. can people find your work online? So, uh, you can see all the stuff I'm retweeting at Vegas Lancaster on Twitter.com. Um, if you want to check out my uh, musical comedy duo's uh, videos, you can go to catandvegas.com. That's where you'll see uh, the links to our shows and stuff. And you can go to havespellbook.com to see the Have Spellbook Will Travel fantasy comedy radio play. I didn't want to drop those dice while you were speaking. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a delight. 
Um, thank you so much. And I am going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future, me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Vegas for coming onto the show. That game was killer. You see what I did there? Be sure to check the show notes for more information about Have Spellbook Will Travel and Cat in Vegas in the Temple of Boom. Have Spellbook Will Travel is an absolute delight. You can hear the joy in the performers, and you can hear the absolute love for the source material. And Vegas, as a performer is and a person, is sharp and insightful and warm and funny and kind. Vegas, you're good people. Also, be sure to follow Vegas on Twitter at Vegas Lancaster. Then while you're on Twitter, slide over and follow us at Party of One Pod. Then like the show at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, consider giving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation. All of those things help us find new listeners, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also consider backing us on Patreon. Patreon backers get access to bonus materials, podcasts, and interviews. And Patreon dollars help keep the lights on and fund new projects along the way. It's a pretty good deal for everyone involved. You can find that at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. If you'd like to hear more from me, consider checking out All My Fantasy Children, the character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by your listener prompts, hosted by me and my best friend, Aaron Catano Saez. You can find that at allmyfantasychildren.com. If you're on Discord, you can come hang out with us at the Party of One Discord channel, talk about, you know, the show, professional wrestling, role-playing games, you know, all of the topics. You can find that at bit.ly slash partyofonediscord. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about coming onto the show, whether you're a game designer, podcaster, voice actor, professional wrestler, or just a good person that loves good games, or you'd like to inquire about advertising on the show, you can reach me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. Never gonna die.